And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Wednesdays, my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex... Oh, what's up? What's up, Andrew? Oh, not much, man. Uh, how are you feeling a little nervous about this Rockets game tonight? Do you, do you feel like the, the boys are ready for this? No. Uh, I saw the news that Jalen Green and KPJ were out, which is terrifying. Because, <laughs> I mean, this might be one of the best defensive games they play all season. Yeah. If, if, if those two guys are out. Yeah. I don't even know who they're going to who they're going to sub into the starting lineup. I mean, obviously Eric Gordon will play, but yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm nervous now. <laughs> I'm definitely nervous. I, I was already nervous about Shin Goon giving us like a triple double or something. Yeah. So that that's still there. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah. Cause I was looking at their, uh, okay. Okay. Maybe this makes me feel a little bit better. I mean, Jalen Green, I'm looking at cleaning the glass and looking at their on off. Mm-hmm. Uh, KPJ and Jalen Green, they're minus four and minus four point four. Yeah, but like, th- there's guys that are are more damaging to the team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm super nervous because especially two games in a row against them, it- it's hard to win two straight against anyone in this league, Andrew. <laughs> and but if they do win two in a row, they get back to five hundred, which yeah. happens to be where the New Orleans Pelicans are. Yeah. At yeah. the 10th seed. I know. So it's it's a crazy? big couple of days. It is a big couple of days. They can't they gotta just show up. They just gotta go take care of business. Like they can't They, they can't dilly dally. They cannot dilly dally. They cannot sleepwalk through this. Um oh, Grape Ape in the chat. You did yeah. not miss the AMA. I'm doing an AMA on the Thunder Reddit page. The I just posted it last night, but like it was supposed to be today. So uh, they wanted me to oh, post stirring up questions. They wanted me to post last night just so that it would be oh. up. And so I will be answering questions throughout the day on the Thunder Reddit page. So that's cool. Yeah. So go check that out. So did not miss it. Uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions there right now. So don't sweat it. I will get to those. Somebody definitely asked me about the Thunder showers in the locker room. Um, I don't know anything about them. It's very weird. Um, okay, you're because you're in that little separate area. You're yeah, in the fake locker room, I mean, right? even in the old locker room, 
like I never went back into the the shower area. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be weird. Was, I don't know how it's set up. Like the old locker room was just one giant room, and like one giant shower. Just one giant shower. No, I mean, and so like you just go into that room, and this other one is like a a much smaller version of that. So, but well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, go go check you. go check it out. I'll I'll be there. I'll be there all day. So, uh, okay. The Thunder lost to the Warriors the other night, and the way that Mark Degnault, after the game, discussed the way that they played was yeah. that they uh, acted like there was a boogeyman in the closet. Honestly, <laughs> that may have been true, Andrew. Yeah, because. Every time I watch Golden State, you're reminded of specifically those three guys, just how long they've played together and how obvious it is that they've played that long together when they're playing your team. Yeah. Just like absolutely dissecting the Thunder <laughs> in the first half. Yeah. It, they were really good. And the Thunder played like, oh, my gosh, I used to watch you when I was in the fourth grade. You know? Like, Dude. I mean, I think all Thunder fans feel that way. Just like watching them, you, you've you've seen that it's so rare to see a team like this, especially mm-hmm. in the modern NBA. Those three guys that we have watched now for a decade, yeah, continue to haunt us over and over and over again. Yeah, it is real. The boogeyman's real, Andrew. It's real. Mark said that they looked inside the closet, realized there was nothing in there, though. And then, oh wow! And then started playing. Or so. has no clothes. Interesting. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The first half, uh, I mean, it was really defensively. I mean, it wasn't going great offensively either. But defensively, there was just stuff that, you know, I love Aaron Wiggins. He yeah. started. He, they are now 8-1. and, one eight and when one. He starts. Big bummer. Huge bummer. He, he didn't have a great night. As, no. as, uh, as one of the biggest Aaron Wiggins fans, he, he was not great. And particularly in that first quarter, there were two defensive plays. Like, their transition defense, after makes, usually is so good. Yeah. You know, they're getting back. And Draymond Green, of all people, is just, like, outpacing Aaron Wiggins to catch a bomb from whoever that. And then there was another play where Clay Thompson just flew by Aaron Wiggins. Just flew by him. Just brushed by him. No big deal. Yep. That was that was disappointing. Their their defensive performance in the first half, it just felt like the whole team was flat footed. Just yeah. almost every play. It it kind of looked like the way other teams look when they play the Thunder and the Thunder have all their cutting going mm-hmm. and everything's looking so crisp. It reminded me of that. Yeah, I hadn't seen them play that poorly in a long time. Mm-hmm. And they finally got it together, but like after the first quarter, I mean Another like indicator of like, oh my gosh, things are not going very well. The Thunder took five threes in the first quarter. The Warriors took fourteen. Yeah, so I, I looked this up because as close as that game got, and it was very exciting at the end, and you know, credit to the Thunder for making yeah. a run. Yeah, they were in it. It is so hard to win a game when the opposing team takes forty seven three pointers and you take 24. Yeah. And not only that, when the other team makes 23s and you do not. Yeah. I actually looked this up on Stathead. So in games this season, 
where one team made at least 23s and the other team didn't, the teams who made 23s were 50 and 7. And in those seven games, it's usually like, you know, one team hit 17 threes, one hitting team hit 23s. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this game, it was 20 to 11. I mean, just like a massive gap, a math gap, Andrew. It was a math problem, definitely. It was a huge math problem. And the fact that they even got close enough where you were starting to talk yourself into, like, oh, my gosh, are they going to win this? Yeah. That would have been a super impressive just uh, math equation that they had solved because it's it's just really hard to do that when you're getting outscored 60 to 33 from three-point range. Yeah, I mean, they lost by eight, and... And they didn't. And the other thing is, like, they didn't have a super. They didn't out rebound them. You know, it was forty four to forty three. Yeah. They didn't get to the line more. It was twenty free throws to twenty free throws. Right. So there, there wasn't anything else going on in this game to offset this huge math problem happening at the three point range. And actually, I looked this up, Andrew. So they took twenty four threes in this game. They took eighteen threes in their last game. Mm-hmm. That is the two lowest totals of the season. Yep which happens to coincide with Lou Dort being out, mm-hmm. which, you know, now that he's gone, it seems like a nice thing we can say about Dort is that even though he's streaky from three, he will at least take them. He will at least boost us up because who else on this team is just willing to take significant number of threes. It's Isaiah Joe. Yeah. Isaiah Joe. Muscala doesn't really play enough to take that many, but he, he is, he is willing. Mm-hmm. But then everyone else on this team, all the way up to Shea, Giddy, uh, Jay Will, or not Jay Will, Jay Dub. I mean Jay Will. Actually. Jay Will as well. Yeah, he'll shoot it. He told he, he, he was yeah he he was our sniper uh, against the Warriors. But those three guys, somebody in that trio of Jay Dub, Giddy, and Shea, has to become a guy who's willing to take five threes a game. Yeah, because if all those guys are playing on the court, it's just going to be so hard, especially. I know there's some Thunder fans out there who are already, you know, cooking up trade ideas involving Lou Dort. Mm-hmm. Man, if you lost Lou Dort and didn't replace him with a high-volume three-point shooter, like, this team is going to be at a math disadvantage every single night. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's J-Dub. He yeah. had a, uh, in the fourth quarter, like eight minutes left, he had what I thought was his first step-back three of the year. It wasn't. I looked it up. He's yeah. at four. Yeah. But it was his first made one. And it looks so good. And it was over Andrew Wiggins, who's a tall guy. It was great. Big wingspan. And he still made it and felt confident doing it. So I'm hopeful that J-Dub becomes that guy. But, you know, I would love in the second half of the season or post-All-Star break, if they made that an emphasis for Shea, even if it resulted in worse outcomes. Mm-hmm. I would love for Shea to get back to where he's shooting consistently every night four to five threes because if if no one does it it's going to be a long-term problem eventually yeah yeah i have my doubts about that oh andrew <laughs> so we got to go get grady dick <laughs> we got to get grady dick i wouldn't mind that um yeah shay's taking over the last 10 games he's taken two threes per game and he's yeah. he's making a lot he's made 47 percent over the last 10 oh my games gosh so good i know take more i know there's a lot of guys that are shooting well right (sighs) now from three uh there are six players shooting 39 percent or better over the last 10 on the thunder Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how that's, I mean, that's how they've ended up close to being a top half three point percentage team mm-hmm. where like everyone's kind of chipping in and they're all taking like, you know, one to three threes per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And maybe in some ways that's sustainable for right now because yeah. you can just keep throwing guys in and Jerry's going to come back and he'll probably be another one of those guys. Yep. But uh, long term, both just for the the math part, but also just to help Shea more. I mean, obviously, we know this team needs more shooting around Shea. I mean, we've seen what happens when you play him with guys like Isaiah Joe or Mike Muscala. Yeah. yeah. I want one of those guys, but as a core piece of this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. Uh, you want to try to name the uh, the five guys or the six guys that are shooting 39% or better? 39% or better. Uh, Kenrich. Kenrich. Nope, 36% over the last 10 games. Oh, over the last 10? Yeah, over the last 10. Oh, uh, gosh. Well, you said Shea. Okay. Yeah, Shea is 47.8%. On the board. Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe, 44.3% on the board moose has been better as of late moose is 39.3 percent okay that's that's half of them yep uh wiggins uh wigs is shooting 35 percent over the last 10 games oh man who else is there i don't think giddy is i feel like he's been uh no giddy is over the last 10 games he's five of 25 from three 20 percent that's not good not good um, what, what's J-Dub's percentage over the last 10? J-Dub is on the list, 39.3%. That's exciting. I 11 was of his, 28. Uh, what'd you say? 11 of 28. 11 of 28. I was looking at his uh, shooting splits. And uh, he's up to 32% on catch and shoot. Yeah. Which still isn't good. Sorry if you can hear the game in the background. <laughs> I just turned on the game. It's a browser. <laughs> We're gonna rewatch it here. <laughs> We're gonna this do- is our version of playback. That's right. You're just gonna hear the audio though through <laughs> my microphone. We'll tell you what's going on. Don't worry. Uh, two more. Two more. Uh, trying to think of other guys on the team. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jay Will. Jay Will is six of nine in the last, <laughs> yeah. and he's played seven in seven of those games. He, nice, uh, nice, he, nice. he told me after the game, I, I asked him why he gets so juiced up after he makes a three, because like he goes yeah. he goes wild. Uh, did you hear what his answer was? No, what did he say? He said that he learned from one of his blue teammates. His blue, One of his blue teammates would yell, go to half court and yell boom after he, he hit a that. three, and he really liked that. And so he decided that he was going to adopt that. I asked him, so who was the player? Who was your blue teammate? And he he goes, well, he's not on the blue anymore. His name was Mike. I'm not sure what his last name was. <laughs> so wow. shout out to Mike. It was great timing. Mike came into his life just when he needed him. Yep. And now he's like, vanished. Yeah, he gets crazy juiced up. All right, one more. I'm actually looking at the a box score. Mm-hmm. And I have no guess because the the, the possibilities that I haven't said are Baisley, nope. Usman Jang, nope. Trey Mann. No, nope. maybe he's not on the box score. Oh, Lou Dort. Lou Dort, forty percent. Uh, 
18 of 44. So just like volume-wise in the last 10 games of those six guys, 28 apiece for J-Dub and Mike Muscala, 44 for Dort, 61 for Isaiah Joe, 23 for Shea, and 9 for J-Will. Isaiah Joe, man, what a pickup. I mean, imagine taking that guy off the team. Maybe they just would have played uh, Lindy in his spot for this season. Mm -hmm. I don't think Lindy would have ended up getting these good of minutes. I mean, Isaiah Joe, like last night, or was that last night? That was on Monday. Monday, Played 25. Yeah. I don't know if Lindy was ever going to be playing 25 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think if – I mean, the the things that Lindy has going for him is like he has better size than Isaiah Joe. Um, but obviously they they just think that Isaiah Joe's a, a level above him, you know. Isaiah or, Joe dunked in that game. He did sort dunk. of. Yeah, it was kind of any time he dunks, it's always kind of shocking. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah, Isaiah Joe very important and just makes me um, crave a high volume shooter even more like yeah more give me more maybe we can develop one on the team maybe there's one a future one that already exists on the team yeah you kind of hope it'd be a guy like j-dub yeah that would end up because he, he's already so guy. good off ball yeah he's great off ball he's great on ball he's just great he's yeah, just great that's where, that's where you look at the draft at the upcoming draft and you there are <clears throat> there are players that fit that profile of what you're talking about. Like Brandon Miller is at the top of that list. Yeah. Six nine forward. Um maybe maybe losing to OU will like knock him down the draft board, you know, quite a bit so that the Thunder can take him at nine or wherever they're gonna end up. Great point. Um <laughs> Grady Dick is the other one mm-hmm. that I would say I'd- fits that profile. Six seven <clears throat> Yeah, and I've heard uh, one somebody on Twitter, and I apologize, I don't remember who it was. They compared his shooting stats to guys like Desmond Bain mm-hmm. and uh, I forget who the other, uh, Corey Kispert, mm-hmm. like the, the big shooters of the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and just um, detailed how the variety of his three point shots. Yeah, like he does a lot of things from three. It's not like he's just a standstill three point shooter. No. Yeah, also, can... some like encouraging discussions. It was I don't remember if it was on uh, Game Theory or not, but about his defense. Yeah, that that it's gotten significantly better as the season's gone on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's pretty physical, and I like him. I mean, if you're picking at ten, which is where the Thunder would be in the reverse standings right now, I I I think that's a fine pick. I mean, you look at the other guys that would be available. At that spot, yeah. like a Jet Howard or Bryce Sensabaugh or more shooters, just naming off shooters. Yeah, like those guys are not really Thunder guys. Um, Grady profiles as more of a Thunder guy to me um, than than Jet or Sensabaugh. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. I don't know if defensively he he brings in enough to the table to play him at yeah. the wing, um, but like Brandon Miller would probably be like the ideal guy if we're talking about a shooter. Um, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. <clears throat> um, okay, so the Thunder 
overall, 13th in net rating in the league. They are 8th in defense, which is just such a wild stat. And that's after Monday's game? Yeah. Wow. 8th in defense without a rim protector with the the youngest team in the league is a just a a wild stat and it makes like preparing like for next year i think you can go to some pretty wild places just based on that oh, carefully andrew based on careful that, based on that stat alone just like adding a rim protector and just like adding an entire summer for all these guys to get better Hey, talk about another guy who could potentially, I mean, I know, but he has as much potential as like J-Dub or anyone else on this roster of, be, of shooting a lot of threes. That's at Holmgren. Yeah. That's another, that's, that's another bomber, man. It's coming in. Another. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the eighth in defense thing is, is pretty wild. You know, you saw some of the downside of their defensive strategies in that game against the Warriors. Yeah. Where like <laughs> they were leaving Steph, Steph Curry mm-hmm. at the three point line, so that mm-hmm. they could pack the paint further, or they were leaving Clay Thompson at the three point yeah, line, and then having to recover to those guys. Actually, I looked up, uh, and I don't, I don't, you know, I know this tracking data isn't like perfect, but the Warriors had twenty three wide open threes in that game, and and it felt like it uh, at various points of that game, where it's just like I know we play a certain way. But the guys that you're trying to close out on are like literally greatest shooters of all time. Yeah. Please just stay closer to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's them starting small. I was just really curious to see because I, I think they've been, they've been able to use that small ball lineup against traditional lineups and it's been successful. A lot of it just because Kenrich is who he is, but you know, then you're going against Draymond Green <laughs> and you're at, at center. And it's like, okay, they might be a little bit better at this than we are. <laughs> now, now the question is, Shangun coming up, do you put Kenrich on him or do you start J-Will? Oh, gosh. I would... You got you got to prevent the triple-double, Andrew. I would... Because if he gets a triple-double, it's going to be ugly. I would go small and just spread out and just... Attack him. Annihilate him on Every drives. Play. <laughs> because he will get annihilated by this team on drives. Yeah, I uh there was like a, a fantasy basketball guy who had a thread about Shingoon, and it was specifically the game when they were playing the Cavs. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking about how like the Cavs could have attacked him every single time down the court and were like very lazy about it and didn't. And he, and, but he, and he showed all these clips. Like, every time they attacked him, like, good things were happening for the Cavs. I don't know why they didn't stick to it. It would be fun. It would be potentially gratifying to have your team just decide, hey, let's just do this nonstop mm-hmm. until it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, offensively, the Thunder are 19th in the league. They're actually tied with the Washington Wizards, which is not a phrase you want to be using that's yeah. not true. That's not true. The Wizards are back, Andrew. I've got Wizard Fever. They've won six in a row. They have the same record as the Thunder. <laughs> the exact same record as the Thunder. <laughs> Andrew, they're hot right now. 
Yeah, they're playing. Yeah, they're playing well right now. They they got Rui Hachimura off their back, and now they they're they're free. Addition by subtraction. That's right. Denny Avdia is having career numbers since Rui's been gone. It's true. He's played really well. I don't know what to do about that. I don't. I don't expect it to continue, but it's pretty cool. You know, it's neat. Yeah. Yeah, but having the eighth off or eighth defense and nineteenth offense, uh, way above any expectations I had for this season. Oh yeah, I mean, you we look- were hoping, man, if they can get out of the bottom five in offense, that would be like a victory in and of itself. And then if they can just hover around top half defense, like that would be pretty impressive. I was talking to someone about how the season that the Magic are having is kind of what I thought the Thunder season was going to be like. Yeah. The, yeah. Where they're a clearly better team than they were last year, but then you look at their overall record, and it's like, oh, they're 11 games under 500. They're still the third worst team in the East. Even with their good recent play, they're still there. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of what I thought this season was going to be like. Yeah, like Orlando's 25th in offense and 22nd in defense. That probably is is closer to what I thought the Thunder would be. Yeah. But on the other hand, Magic, I think they're like 15 and 6 or 15 and 11, something good, something above 500 in their last like significant chunk of the season. They only have to go 17 and 14, Andrew, to be a surprise team and hit 37 Wow. Wins. That yeah. Feels like a big, it feels like a big ask. Mm-mm. It's they, not at all, actually. <laughs> in the last 15 games, they're 22nd in net rating. Minus 1.7. They're 7 and 8. Okay. In the last so it's probably 15 and 11 yeah. over the last 26. Yeah. Um, yeah, in the meanwhile, in the West, you unfortunately have had some separation with the Clippers, who I was really hoping for, and they were getting killed by the Bulls. And I was like, okay, now everything's starting to make sense because they lost to the Cavs. Now they're going to play the Bulls. Mm -hmm. They're finally finally playing the hard part of the schedule. And then they came back and the Bulls just disappointed me so much. So the Clippers are starting to separate themselves a little bit. Yeah. And then now you have like New Orleans and Dallas kind of falling back with us. Dude, New Orleans is there. They've lost eight straight. Yeah. Three and 13 January. I mean, and they've got BI back. It's bad. And yeah. and honestly, they looked perfectly normal against Denver. Yeah. I mean, they didn't look bad. It was a good game. They're just playing Denver. Like that's that's yeah, the tough thing. Denver. Is like they like they played the Bucks and they played Denver. Like that's their last two games. But they do lose to the Wizards. They lost a big one to the T Wolves. They lost by one to the Nuggets, just like a week ago. Lost to the Heat. Lost to the Magic. Lost to the Heat. Lost to the Cavs. Like their only wins in January are against the Wizards, Pistons, and Mavs. It's uh it's brutal, man. Like just like one of these stretches and like now they're in the in the play in mix. Like they're tenth right now. I know. The and the last time they were getting back. talked about on national pods was like, are they a contender? It was I know. In early December. I know. Uh not right now. They've lost nine in a row. It's really, it's really bad, but like the Clippers just a couple weeks ago, we were like, "Oh my gosh, what's gonna happen here? Are we gonna get this a pick swap, pick swap, pick swap?" Like, no, now they're fourth. I know in it's the miserable. West. <laughs> like things can change really fast in the West, 
even if the Thunder end up at 500 and they're sitting at like eighth or ninth here, like you can't sell yeah. it. You just like can't like get too high or too low in this Western Conference because it's all so tight. I mean, the Thunder are just a game and a half back of the Lakers who have been playing better lately but still dropping games. But like if the Lakers or in the they're tied with the Blazers, like both those teams could pass the Thunder. Or like the Thunder could pass Utah and New Orleans. Like you just don't know. Like we just have no clue how this is going to end up. And with- So you're saying you're saying they need to make a trade at the deadline to solidify their position, make sure that they get into the plan. They need to get Mason Plumley. Is what they need to do. Okay, so I'm down. <laughs> what give if up you... the give up the Houston first? Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. Mason Plumley. What What would you do if you heard the Thunder traded for Mason Plumley? Talk myself into it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> okay. Let's actually think this through. One, he's not going to get. They're not going to get a first for Mason Plumley. Okay, so let's assume it was like a a more normal deal. Okay. Yeah. Where you're given like bays and maybe a a a nice second. Yeah. For whatever reason. Okay, you're doing that. (laughs) I'm 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 going to Charlotte's uh, cap sheet right now. Yes, he's an expiring. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Why not? Yeah. And I, although none of these deals work when I try to do them. I need a cap expert to explain this to me. So the Thunder are like $8 million below the luxury tax threshold. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? Yes, they are. That's what Spotrack told me. Yeah. But when I try to do a deal like Bayes for Mason Plumley, that one actually might money might be close enough. But I was trying I was trying to find a guy who makes like in the ten to twelve million dollar range where mm-hmm. you could trade Bayes away save the other team some money mm-hmm. ideally on their luxury tax which is that that wouldn't be plumly because charlotte's not in the tax um and then you just you just get back a player who's expiring or whatever and maybe yeah. you get something for the uh for doing that yeah um but they never work None of these trades will work when i try to do them and i, I don't really understand why but yeah mason plumley's only making nine million yeah he's He's kind of thundery, Andrew. He's he's, he's kind of thundery. He's pretty thundery. If if they had, and I will just say this flat out, this is not going to happen. But it will not happen. But, but just like period the end. Um, where are the? Let's see. Yeah, you could make this work. The Thunder do have a ten million dollar trade exception. Oh, look at that. Um. From the Derek Favors deal that expires in October, yeah. Um, but but just taking them into that would push them over the luxury tax, I believe, by like a million. Yeah, I mean they're, dude, they're not doing that. They're just not going to do it. Um, but it's something to think about, though. No, think don't about. don't think about it. Maybe think about it a little bit. No. So th- this is my thing, Andrew. They have. They have some space below their luxury tax. Mm-hmm. They have some guys on the team that we, you know, if they get traded, we're not going to be heartbroken. Who would be the Who would be the guys that you would not be heartbroken? I mean, honestly, it's, it's probably a lot. If we're, if we're talking true heartbreak, really? 
Okay, well, like, start naming them. All right. The, well, <laughs> all, all these guys are cool. Because I would disagree. Okay? I'm just go saying ahead. I wouldn't be heartbroken if they made a trade involving them. Okay, well, go ahead and tell me who they are, because I, I would disagree. I think Really? I'm, you're going to be heartbroken over... You better get used to it, Andrew. You're about to get your heart broken then. That's okay. There's roster crunch coming, my friend. Yeah, better to have your heart broken than never love at all or something like that, right? Is that that's that? true. Um, Baisley. Yeah, not heartbroken about that. Yeah, Trey Mann. Uh, a little heartbroken. I'm not going to be heartbroken. <laughs> uh, Are you out on Trey Mann now? I'm not out on him. I'm just saying I wouldn't, if, if they included him in a trade to do something interesting, Yeah, it, it wouldn't. I wouldn't go crazy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with uh, Muscala. Yeah, I'd be a little heartbroken about that. I know. It's because you've talked to him personally. It's true. I'm just saying that there, there are there are contracts on this team that are might be appealing to other teams. There are all young players on this team that might be appealing to other teams. Yeah. They're eventually going to have to trade some of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they... They're going to have to make one decision between now and the draft on a player. And then they're going to have to, after next season, they're going to have to make some difficult decisions. Which means that they're probably going to make more than one decision before this up, you know, next season. Maybe. Maybe. Because they, they could set themselves up to make, you don't want to like just wait. And then you have four draft picks. And you're trying to figure out what to do with all of them and all these guys. Yeah, I mean, you could trade at the draft. You could trade at the deadline next year. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any 
time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just for some I am I am becoming I am uh I know we talked about it last week and I was more on the uh or I said that, you know, I'm just pretending, you know, to push your buttons a little bit yeah. to get you to defend. I'm now I'm now on that side, Andrew. What I'm side? on team trade now. Trade I'm on team what? trade now. Trade what? Not 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 like anything crazy. I mean, obviously we all agree if the if the perfect guy came along and it was the perfect deal why not go like when are you going to get that guy you can't like pass up a perfect guy just because you might not be ready so if that actually did happen okay whoever it is you give me some examples like i hate i hate these conversations about like if we could get the guy that's young that's on this contract that does this and he does that and he does this and you just like name like the perfect player it's like yeah cool who is it i just need to know who it is i mean there's there's no one obvious because this player we wouldn't know that they were available right now <laughs> well, you can still give me the example okay uh devin vassell yeah devin that's vassell what you and mckelly could... like what's up with you guys like thinking why would the spurs do that dude i'm saying every single year there's a guy that is suddenly available that no one thought they were going to be available i'm saying if that happened and it happened to be a player that made sense of the thunder i'd be happy for them to go do it because what is the, you're just like kind of hoping like no we can't do this until 2024 so we're gonna pass on this guy who fits perfectly we gotta wait till next summer that's all i'm saying <laughs> yes it's all theoretical i'm just getting that out of the way andrew so we can discuss what we actually need to discuss <laughs> which is I, I just would not i just um i just would say just like enjoy the team that's in front of you. I think it's going to be the, mostly the team that you'll see next year. Wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. Okay, because that that means that you think Presti's just going to waste uh, twenty five million dollars in cap space. You think he's just going to say, mm, "I don't think I can do anything with that. I don't think I can figure well, out." Well, like the, fun, fir- the first, the first, like the first step before that is like, what is the CBA? Like, what's the, what's going on with the new CBA? That's not going to make their cap go down. I'm not saying it's going to do anything to their cap space, but like, what are the rules? Like, is there potentially a hard cap? Because like that would affect. It's not going to be. If there's a hard cap, then we're not playing basketball next season. <laughs> there's not going to be a season if there's a hard cap. I don't think it's going to happen either. But I'm just saying, like, you have to wait but, to know the rules first. I know, but they're going to know by this summer. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but I, I don't think they're going to waste it, but I don't think they're going to fill it with necessarily with like a player that is going to make a huge impact on the future of the team. I think here's what I think, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, these were some ideas brought up in the discord, some by me, some by others. I won't name any names. Mm-hmm. If you could get a guy who has a mid-sized contract. Mm-hmm. Do you have examples? Are you bringing examples? Yes, I am this? going to have examples. Okay, I am good. going to have examples. Okay, good. Just because I'm not willing to have these conversations about <laughs> theoretical players anymore. I know. I'm just, I'm telling you the qualities of them first Okay. to suck you in, okay. and then I will reveal who they are. Okay. Okay. Right. If you could get a guy who is on a mid-sized contract, that helps you because if you want to make a trade, 
for whatever star player becomes available. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you have more than just Lou Dort's contract because that's literally all they have right now sure. that can can bolster the financials of a deal. Either that or you cobble. You got to cobble things together. Or you got to cobble. Sometimes the other team doesn't want you to cobble because now you're taking in like five Thunder players yeah, and you have to figure out what you're doing with your own roster. And they okay. might not want to cobble. They might not want to cobble. So if you could get a guy who is just on like a, a mid-sized contract that doesn't extend far out into the future. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to affect your 2024 cap. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if that person happens to also be young, where you could potentially play them the rest of this season, and maybe because they're getting more minutes now, you could potentially flip them in the summer for something. I would be open to a deal like that. Now, who are the names, Andrew? All right. Give me the names. Here they are. Number one. Mo Bamba. No. Now listen, Mo Bamba has ten million this year and ten million next year. Yeah, he's not playing for the Magic. Trade for Mo red Bamba. Flag. Red flag. Why? What? What's the flag? He's not playing for the Magic. No, that's a green flag. That's a green flag. What's a green that flag? That means that they're not doing enough to boost his value to make him valuable in trade discussions. He comes to OKC. You start giving him some minutes, whether he's good or not. Like, whether he affects the team good or not, who cares? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's a $10 million expiring contract that you now have for next season. Mm -hmm. And you uh, don't have to – You don't, if he's not good, you don't have to play him. Yeah. How about, I'm just trying to figure out how can I get a $10 million contract or higher uh -huh. on this team for next season. So if they want to do a deal, they can. If, if they don't want to do a deal, it'll just expire and not affect the cap next summer. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, more. Man. I'm more of like a, a no Bamba on that one. You're gonna be no on all of these, and I don't <laughs> care. I'm I'm throwing them out there. I'm getting them out there to the people. I'm getting this information to the people so that they can start thinking about it, and then they'll start fighting you in your Twitter mentions. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next name. You'll notice a theme here with with centers. James Wiseman. Now we've talked about this one before. I think James Wiseman would solve. It would satisfy everyone. I think it would be the most genius move the Thunder could make. Here's why, Andrew. You bring in James Wiseman. He's not good. <laughs> we would agree. He can't even get backup minutes for the Warriors. Like, That's no. Right. And, uh, That's right. And like their owner was obsessed with him. Well, he's clearly not obsessed anymore. You bring him in. You play him big minutes. The team probably gets worse. So that satisfies the tank. I mean, you can take away the probably word right there. The team okay, gets so worse. They get worse. So that satisfies the tanking crowd. Meanwhile, you're trading for a center, so you also have satisfied the win now crowd because they see, oh, we we got a real center. Let's go. <laughs> Meanwhile, he makes the team worse. So you've satisfied that crowd too. Yeah. You also satisfy my crowd, which is we just need to get more mid-sized contracts on this team that we could potentially flip later on, cobble together in deals. It's it's the perfect. It's the perfect match. What's the trade? What's it satisfies the trade? everyone. What's the trade? Well, that's where it kind of uh, all falls apart because yeah. I have no idea. What you got to give them a win now player. Like it has to be. Kendrick. I know that that's what like, that's why it doesn't work. It would need to be a three team deal because the thing is that he is the only real path for the Warriors to get better this season because of that contract. Because yeah. he's making ten million or over. Right. If right. they traded him and don't get back a player that is a rotation player, then yeah. there's no point in them really doing it. They're not going to. Even though they would save gobs of money mm -hmm. if they traded him, yeah, I don't think 
you can just do a Wiseman deal to save money. What's his? I think you have to get into the trade someone back. And and for everyone out there screaming Bays, Bays, I don't know if Bays would qualify as uh, getting rotation player back. Oh, you can just say like he doesn't. Like you would love to see Bays in the Warriors system. Okay, you think okay. Like if the, if Bays can't play in the Thunder system, you think that dude is playing in the Warrior system? Ain't no way. Like that's not maybe for they, him. Maybe they changed the system. That, yeah, they changed the system for Darius Baisley. It's a clutch yeah. move. You know, they're trying to get on clutch clients. No, not gonna happen. Not happening. Like if Baisley wants to make it in the league, he needs to go play for like the Mavericks, where it's just like, hey, stand still, play defense. Luca's gonna score half of our points. Just like be a guy out there that just defends, please. Okay, I know you just shot down both of those ideas, and that's fine. I here's what I'm going to say to you, Andrew. I think it's more likely that they make a move like that than it is that they don't bring in any mid-sized contracts from now until the start of next season. The start of next season, yeah, yeah. They're going to do something with that space, and I'm just trying to come up with some ideas. I'm just trying to help out. And you're over there saying, no, Bamba. <laughs> Shoot me down on everything. Uh, Wiseman would fit into the trade exception, by the way. Boom. Although, again, I think that might send us into the tax. But uh, we could figure that out. We could figure that out. It wouldn't be that much. we just have to get off a little deal or something. You, you would have to, like, pay a second rounder to somebody to take base. Yeah. But at the same time, like, the Warriors aren't trading Wiseman for nothing. Right, right, right. Yeah, you have you have to. So get even though he something. fits into the trade exception, like theoretically, you could just give the Warriors a first round pick, and you could take back James Wiseman. Right, which which that that's why it needs to be a three team deal where you're if you, if you were sending like a bad first to someone, yeah, and then they were sending a rotation player to Golden State, and then Golden State was sending Wiseman. Yeah, like what what pick would you be willing to give them? Would you be willing to give like the twenty-four Utah pick to them? I would not. By the way, maybe the twenty. I wouldn't give the twenty-five Miami either. I just think James Wiseman stinks. So like, I'm just out on that idea altogether. And you should be excited about it then. He's twenty. He's twenty-one. He's a. I mean, he is a giant. And. Like he he could come here and be Moses Brown, you know. Wow, that's high praise. <laughs> Moses Brown put up historical numbers when he was in Oklahoma City. He did not seen since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. I believe. Yeah, his lack of decision making though is just like that. That's he like the entry question for you to make it into the Thunder Party is hey, you know. I'm glad you brought that up because I've actually been thinking about this, Andrew. Yeah. Do you remember how Serge Ibaka played when he was in Oklahoma City? Yeah, I do. You you would say that he was not a he would not fit on this current Thunder team. No, not. A However, when he went to the Raptors, all of a sudden we started seeing Serge doing things that he had never done before, and he yeah. was suddenly playing in a way that maybe he could have played in this version of the Thunder. So I'm just saying I get that decision making is a is a major point for this team. I do wonder though if there are guys who you could bring into this system and like basically turn them into the Thunder player that you want them to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Golden State did it with Wiggins. 
Like he has become I know, incredible. but he but James Wiseman is on Golden State. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like <laughs> there's like the flaw in like he, that specific player. Yeah. You know, because I don't think like Isaiah Joe's probably a better decision maker than people thought he would be. Not like he's like some great decision maker, but like yeah. he can do a little bit. He's got a little bit more juice than I thought he did with Philly. And some of that was like he just didn't get to play. Like he didn't get to touch the ball. Like it was just shooting only. And he's done a little bit more here. It's like I feel better about him definitely than I did. And I liked him. Like I was excited about the pickup whenever whenever they signed him. I thought, oh, that's great. Like give him a shot. And he's been way better than I would have expected. But, like, Wiseman doesn't play for the Warriors because he's such a poor decision maker and because he's not a good defender. And so, like, you, it's like the pre, he's like he's failing the pretest, you know? He is, but that that is, like, the hardest. You would only say about that or say that about him because he's in this specific situation. If he was on literally any other team, he would have been playing more minutes and probably would be a better player as a result. Like, he is in the worst-case scenario for his career. He was picked second. He was. And that's picked, their fault. That's not his fault. He was picked second. And he cannot earn any minutes. Like, none. But if, he, if, it, if they had done the right thing, let's say, and taken LaMelo too, yeah. and Wiseman goes to Charlotte, yeah. we would have a vastly different opinion of James Wiseman. I'm right not now. sure that's true. See, I don't I just don't think you can base that on going into that situation. So you situation. think James Wiseman is going to go to another team and like just suddenly become a starting center for somebody. I'm saying I don't know. That's the case. I I cannot write him off, uh, right off a 21-year-old because he went to the Warriors and couldn't get minutes. Because he, he went to the champions and couldn't get minutes. Yeah. Like, are are you writing off Moses Moody already? He can't get minutes either. I mean, it's not good. It's not a good sign. No, it, it, it's a fine sign. They're playing for the champions. How is it a fine you, you think, sign? So, so you so you think the Warriors should be playing three guys under the age of twenty two? If they're any good, yeah. Like Kaminga is like above the fray now. Like he can he and he's that was never going to happen though. They're, the the champions, the literal champions, they just won the ring. This was we the know. plan, though. Like this was the plan. This was the Warriors' I, but, but plan. That's, that's a bad plan. It's, it had nothing to do with the players. Like if if you play three guys under the age of twenty two, you yeah. are going to be worse because we know that like young guys don't impact winning most of them. The Thunder are doing that, and they have like the same record as the Warriors. I know, but they are set up completely different. We're talking about someone playing over like a, a Lou Dort or or we, we don't have a center. If James Wiseman had been on this team randomly, he would have be getting minutes. Dude, they play Anthony Lamb like significant minutes. They play their two way guy. They play Ty Jerome. Like Ty Jerome played a ton of minutes. Like Ty Jerome couldn't even make this Thunder team. And they're like, yeah, Moses Moody, like, you're not as good as Ty Jerome. Sorry, bro. Sit. Like, you can't tell me that that's not a good, like, that's not a bad sign. I, I mean, I, I, again, the Warriors are never going to play three guys under the age of 22. It's Ty they Jerome, were never, They man. were never going to do It's Ty Jerome. It. Like, shouts to Ty Jerome. But, like, Ty Jerome is not a good NBA player. I'm just saying that I cannot write off two guys – simply because they're not getting minutes on the Warriors. 
Like, yeah, if they were playing in Houston and not getting minutes, that would cons- would that not concern way more uh, if James Wiseman is on the Rockets a, and can't that's like, get on the I mean, court? Everybody gets on the court for the for the Rockets. So like, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, we're, we're holding these guys to the highest bar possible. Like, why aren't you getting minutes on the Warriors as an under-22 guy? But why aren't you like, getting on the court with Draymond, Steph, and Clay? What's wrong with you? It's just – but to me, it's just the – the fact that like they don't have depth, like the Warriors are like begging for depth. They use both their. I mean, Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb are their two ways, and like they have been like key rotation players for them at times. And like the other guys were lottery picks. Like Moody and Wiseman were like lottery picks. Like those guys, you have it's so like I have high expectations for those guys. Like I I thought that they I thought for sure Moses Moody. I mean, he played in the conference finals for them last year. I thought that for sure, if I were to bet, like who's going to get more minutes, Moses Moody or Anthony Lamb before the season, if you were to like place a bet. I mean, I would have bet a lot of money that Moses Moody would be the guy over Anthony Lamb where I'm like, I'm not positive I could pick Anthony Lamb out of a lineup, you know? And like Moses Moody, lotto pick, like shooter, like pretty good ball handler, like a guy that can do some stuff just doesn't play for them. Like it it is I am concerned about that for him. Like I I don't quite get it. I don't quite understand, you know, the playing of these two way guys. Like we know Ty Jerome's limitations. You know, Moody's bigger, he's stronger, he but for whatever reason they're they're giving the nod to Ty Jerome. Like that's I it's I think it's okay to be concerned about that. I mean, if you if you really want to be, I just I don't want to be. I just am. That that's just that that wouldn't stop me from wanting. Like, I don't think when those guys get to the end of their contract, if if they're not traded, that they are just going to vanish into nothing. Like, no, like somebody, they're going somebody, to get another shot. Yeah, somebody will give them on a another chance. team. Somebody will give them a chance. I just, I just, think I think this weird. has way more to, to do with Golden State's evaluation of players who fit with their squad then like Wiseman was never going to work on this team why was he going to work how are you going to bring a a 19 year old into that system ask them to play center and expect that it's all just going to work out I mean they they had visions man light years (sighs) yeah they did have visions I mean, they talked well, about it. Like they, they talked about it. Their management and ownership talked a lot about it, about the vision for all of that. Oh, I know. And and they were wrong. And we're, we're now getting to the point where we're in like Jaleel Okafor territory, where if they don't trade him now, he, they're only going to continue to tank all these guys' values. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I could see a team like Houston making a deal for him. You just want you just want Houston to get all the young guys, Andrew. You're, they're going to make all the deals that I want to make. They can have all the young guys <laughs> that are terrible. Sure, have at it. <laughs> I when, don't. Uh, when Shengun, when the Shengun Wiseman front court <laughs> is holding up the trophy, Andrew, in 2027, dude. If that happens, I will get I work. will get Shengun on one cheek and James Wiseman on the other. If that okay, happens. he said it. He said it. If that happens, I'll do it. If they're really? the two starters for the championship level Houston Good. Rockets, like count on it, book it. And I want you to get. I'm so happy. 
I'm so happy um, as a tramp stamp. Yes. Yes. <laughs> cool. Good. <sighs> Book it. Anywho, I you have other more names? open. Huh? Do you have other names? Well, actually, the the one I I wanted to bring up, which I I don't really agree with this one, um, is uh, uh so, so Thunder Focus on Twitter uh-huh. mentioned that um James Ham from Sacramento. No, no Kings relation to John Ham. Talk by the way. Yeah, yeah. I always I always get. I always get nervous when I say James Ham's name because it's so close to so many other people yeah. that have a similar name. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming he said this on his podcast. And James Ham's pretty well respected within the, the Sacramento community. Yeah, he's somewhere. great. He has been doing it for a long uh, time. He says he has heard murmurs about Darius Baisley in reference to Sacramento Kings' potential trade targets, which I thought was really interesting because that's the only slop we're getting. You know, it's the only scuttlebutt they're going to give us during yeah. this time. And uh, and that's not coming I thought from that the was... thunder. I can tell you that. Like if the if the Kings are actually interested in him, like, huh, that's weird. I mean, sure. Anyways, I was looking, and I was like, ooh, Rashawn Holmes would kind of fit into this as well, not as a young guy, but more as just a contract. The problem yeah. with Rashawn Holmes is that he his contract goes two more years, two more years. and the final year is a player option. Yeah. So if he had just been through next year, I was trying to construct a deal where okay, you get back Rashawn Holmes, you can play him. And maybe you could flip him as well. And then you have an expiring contract next year, but that's not how it works. So I kind of gave up on that one when I investigated a little bit more. Maybe they could acquire they, Casey Apollo again. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You look at the rest of their roster of guys you could <laughs> like take, switch out for Darius Baisley, and you don't get that excited about any of the options. So. No, like... If, if this scuttlebutt is true, I don't think it's going to end in fireworks. I don't think Sabonis is coming home, Andrew. No... Like maybe, maybe Alex Lynn, who's expiring, yeah. he could bring yeah, him back. Yeah, Alex Lynn. Like if the if the Thunder get a second and Alex Lynn, sure. And then like emergency pod, would you do emergency pod for that? No, no, I would actually. Like, oh come on! I would delete pod past podcasts of ours. You delete past podcasts. Yeah, just, it's like the it's the inverse of an emergency pod. I just like delete our feed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like Rashawn Holmes is interesting. He is twenty nine already, which is like he's he's, like he's sneaky old. He's very sneaky old. He was a process sixer, yeah, way back in the day, yeah. And I, he came in the league at twenty two. I had no idea he was twenty nine. I would have guessed like twenty six. Yeah, same. Yeah, he's a good player. He would legitimately help this Thunder team this year quite a bit. It's got, just that his deal goes one more year than you really want it to. It's too long. And it's it is a mid sized contract, though. If it is. Did, if and and it wouldn't book. be like the worst thing in the world. Um, no, it would not. It would eat into the some of that cap space the Thunder would have this summer. I because mean, the other name, uh let me because I was just looking for like deals that teams might be wanting to get off of. Yeah. Yet it's a similar deal to Devontae Graham, who you assume the Pelicans want to get off of at some point. Yeah. Where it's like $12 million next year and then 12.6 the year after. Yeah. I'm just trying to find deals in that range that could eat up your cap space in the meantime, especially if you're not ready to make a deal or if the deal doesn't present itself, where yeah. you still have a mid-sized contract, which you can then trade, cobble together whenever that deal becomes available. Yeah. 
Like, let's say, like, Mascala was just, like, not on the team next year, you know? Uh, Yeah, it's a team option. You could could just, like, straight up just, like, take Rashawn Holmes into space and send them, like, like a fake second back. Yeah. Just to help them out. Because you're going to be having to sign Sabonis and Harrison Barnes is expiring as well. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they can – that – I wouldn't mind that as like a guy to spell Chet off the bench. Like that would be, that's a fine deal. Like that makes the Thunder like quite a bit better to have him as your backup center. Um, oh, am I expanding Andrew's mind? Andrew's getting ready. Why, to am I, why is that the only one that I'm interested Andrew. in? Like I'm a, this is like complete psycho behavior on my part. That like Rashawn Holmes is the one that's. <laughs> Andrew wants to go all in for Rashawn Holmes. I love I love guys who shoot floaters. I just love floaters. But then yeah, it's would, like he would fit in with the team in that way. I know. It's uh the tough thing, and then I've got to go. Um is like there's already like limited minutes for Jay Will, who's played really well lately. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about him too much in the Golden State game, but that was his best game. He was really good. And so for that reason alone, like I wouldn't do this deal. Just because, like, Jeremiah's coming back. Jay Will is going to need minutes. Like, I'd rather just, like, see what Jay Will is. Because he profiles as a guy. Like, if he had a, a career close to Rashawn Holmes, like, that would... I, honestly, like, that's probably, like, his upside is to be a player that that's, that's that good. And I'm sure people are like, what are you talking about? Like, he could be way better than Rashawn Holmes. Like, Rashawn Holmes is a good player. Like, he got an $11 million contract. If Jay Will could do that... That would be a big, big deal for this team. And so, like, I would rather just wait and see what he can do. Plus, like, Jay Will is just a delightful human being. And so, I'd love for him to get a shot. For You're going to be so heartbroken, Andrew. Dude, I would be heartbroken about Jay Will, honestly. I really like that You're going to be heartbroken about any of these guys, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the list of likable guys is pretty long. Like, Wiggins is great. Isaiah Joe is great. Jay Will is awesome. Hey, Andrew, last question before you have to go. Yeah. There were a lot of Warriors fans in the crowd uh, on Monday. Would you allow your sons to become uh, Warriors fans? Uh, Personally, no. But I also just don't care that as much as some people care about, like, Warriors fans being in the house. So if your son was walking around in a Draymond Green jersey that they got, uh, that would that wouldn't make you a little prickly? Oh, yes. I, I, I said that I would not allow my kids to be Warriors fans, but, like, I don't really care that much about other people and their kids being Warriors fans. It's like, whatever. So, yeah. Would you let your kid, would you let Cal be a, a, a Warriors fan? Honestly, we're closer to the Warriors out here. I mean, he might be a Blazers fan. Who knows? I was a 49ers fan when I was like eight because of Jerry Rice. And then he left and I was like, why, why am I a Niners fan? I have no connection to this team at all. And that's what's going to happen with these Warriors fans. When Steph retires, they'll come back home. They'll come back home. They'll switch allegiances. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Hope you guys enjoy the game. Uh, Thunder better not lose this game tonight. It better not. Um, appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday.